Hello, and welcome to the Lore Brewery. I'm Kai, he, they, she, and I will be your brewmaster for this little adventure. Uh, and I'm joined by our incredible players. Players, why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Margaret, she, hers, and I'm playing Glenn. Also, she, hers, the, um, monk. Go fast. <laughs> I'm Cody, they, them, uh, and I am playing Revel the Living, also they, them, the sorcerer problem child. I'm Lena, she, her, and I will be playing Danny, he, him, the artificer. He's fun. <laughs> I'm Callan, he, him. I will be I will be playing Claire, she, her, uh, everyone's mom, and a cleric. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a D, she, her, and I'm playing Naomi, also she, her. I'm a paladin, and she's the biggest big sister to ever big sister. Hi, I'm Maeve, she, her. I will be playing Cadence, also she, her. Uh, the multi-classed druid ranger. Uh, nobody's problem, ever, and totally self-sufficient. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's not a problem at all. Never that's a problem. not an issue. Hasn't been a problem yet. All right, guys, well, shall we play some very strange Dungeons and Dragons. Yes! Oh my god! Um, wonderful. Well, welcome to Ashes and Dust, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition one-shot. When the world as we knew it ended, there was no war. It all just ended. Ten years ago, a foreign object fell to Earth, impacting right into the glowing heart of Manhattan. Today, we just call it the event. A smoldering corpse of a massive, cosmic phoenix fell to Earth and shattered on impact with our atmosphere, spreading embers and magic across the globe and changing the world forever. Destruction and chaos reigned as the new world grew hotter and stranger. People started to change. Some were overcome with magical alterations to their bodies, creating mutations among humans both terrifying and incredible. Others were not so lucky. It was determined later that the inhalation of the ash of the phoenix, now part of the Earth's atmosphere, cause rapid degeneration of the body and transform those who were unfortunate enough to be exposed into mindless husks, hungry for flame. Those that eventually succumb to this decay, known as the Fade, serve only one purpose, to help the phoenix engulf the whole world in fire so that it may be reborn again. Magic also came to a world that had once only thought of it as fantasy. Some saw it as a science, while others found that faith brought new power. Many used it as a boon to protect others, while some saw it as a chance to wreak havoc on a world already burning. A decade has passed since the event, and the earth is still standing. Some think it's just luck, while others know how much work has gone on to reclaim the world. Just a few days' walk from the ruins of Philadelphia, Limerick Station stands as a testament 
of human ingenuity. Safely fortified inside the ruins of a pre-event power plant, Limerick was founded by Doc Stanton as a place where those suffering from the Fade can seek treatment and live a normal life among loved ones and friends. Limerick takes all kinds, so long as you follow Doc's one rule. No one does it alone, so be good to each other. For the last six years, the promise of food, shelter, aid, and allies has turned Limerick into a little wonder of the wastes. Yesterday, one of Limerick's best scouts caught a caravan moving west quickly using a combustion vehicle, a truck with a cover over the bed. It was marked with the crest of the worshippers of the Firebringer. What was worse was what they were moving towards. A fresh plume of smoke in the hills, about a day and a half's journey from Limerick. Doc doesn't much care for sending out Limerick's best to fight a ground war, but the creepy cult that worships the Phoenix had been known to trade in actual shards of the cosmic monstrosity, an invaluable tool for curing the Fade. The next morning's muster came with marching orders for some of Limerick's finest. Go out and find what the cult is up to and make sure Limerick is safe. If you happen to find some Phoenix shards out there, that certainly wouldn't hurt. It's morning now, and the group has taken an entire day's journey towards this smoke, being led by their expert tracker. Maeve, will you please introduce your character? Hi. Um, I'm Cadence. Cadence is about five, five and a half, maybe six foot. Um, she's dressed in uh, outdoor clothes, like maybe she raided an REI at one point. <laughs> um, they're busted up, they're covered in ash, she's super dirty. Um, she's got a heavy pack, respirator around her neck, um, and a, a sort of it looks as though her outer jacket that she has has been covered in beetle wings and shells, and it shifts slightly as you look at her in the scape to reflect the light off of the surroundings and therefore camouflage which, with it slightly. She has a, a bow across her back, a hand axe at her hip, uh, heavy boots, and she carries a quarterstaff. You're hiking towards your quarry, and behind you, I would say, is our nimble uh, monk. Margaret, will you please describe your character? Um, Glenn is in her early 20s, pretty small stature, but like wiry build, wearing like worn down old uh, running shoes that have been through a lot uh, <laughs> and an old uh, tank top that uh, you probably used to have some sort of phrase on the front but it's been washed so many times that at this point it's completely illegible. Um, she wears a Philadelphia Phillies uh, baseball cap which covers up uh, hair that at one point was probably long, but uh, the maintenance of long hair during the apocalypse is uh, 
too hard. Uh, and so one night she chopped it all off and some poor soul tried to fix it and it doesn't look great. <laughs> um, but yeah, wears just like athletic wear, carries practically nothing and has her hands wrapped in um, wraps that she's made out of like extra fabric that she's managed to find lying around uh, that other people aren't using. You are all walking across what is essentially pretty dead grassland. Uh, the world is hotter, so even though this region is known for forests and nice big beautiful fields of green, the phoenix has cranked up the atmosphere of earth so much so that this is now a dry grassland. Uh, the hills do still have the skeletons of trees ahead of you. Um, and as you walk, uh, I would say behind Glenn, Adi, will you please describe your character? Yeah, so walking behind Glenn is Naomi. She's obviously human, uh, five foot nine. She's wearing thick soled combat boots that give her another inch that she claims is her natural height. <laughs> She's brown hair, almost black, hazel green eyes. Um, she probably was super pale before everything happened, but it's a constant exposure to the heat and the sun has left her with kind of a consistent patchy sunburn slash tan. Um, she's wearing a faded, ripped, all-denim jumpsuit that she salvaged at some point and kind of never takes off. She has thick eyeliner on, but it's less for beauty and more to help with the sun that she salvaged from some, like, random CBS at some point, probably. It's expired. It's expired, for sure. She doesn't care. Uh, there's a sword on her hip, which, unlike most of her semi-modern clothing, looks really strange because it was salvaged from, like, a medieval pirate or like pirate production from a feeder at some point it's like blunted and shouldn't do that much damage but she makes it work and next to her lena will you please describe your character so danny is in his late 20s early 30s who can remember um blonde hair with some stubble uh danny works out a lot uh, kind of slightly a personality trait for him, so take of that what you will. Um, and his outfit is a very, very patchwork um, kind of uh, biker jacket pieces and paintball uh, vests and, and knee pads from the sports store and all these different things like patched together and some things... Uh, cut and, and sewn in, in weird ways and there's patches on it that have runes and weird symbols on it and then there's some other places that just have like a pocket sewn on it and you can tell there's something in the pocket and uh yeah watching the uh most of the younger generation here behind danny and naomi cal will you please describe your character claire is often bringing up the rear generally to keep an eye on everybody. She's older than anyone else here. She's the, the oldest person and that's clear on her face, you know, heavy crow's feet. She looks to be in her early 50s. She's not particularly tall, but very sturdily built. Um, her hair is very short and, and practically cropped. And at this point, uh, about half gray. Um, 
she has a full sleeve of tattoos on her right arm, but they're, there's no cohesion in them. They look like small things added over years and years and years of memories. Um, and her gaze is just constantly moving from party member to party member. And as you're looking around, you realize the youngest member of your party maybe got distracted. You turn to look, and not far behind the party, thankfully. Cody, will you please describe your character? So, looking at a weird piece of metal scrap that they just picked up off the ground uh, is Revel. They are short, about five feet tall, very scrawny. They look to be around 20. Uh, they are wearing the grimiest ashen-covered overalls you have ever seen. And were it not for the grass, it would be immediately obvious that they were also barefoot. And strapped to their back is an old rusted diving helmet. This is, however, not the most noticeable thing about Revel, as their skin is covered in mottled black and green blotches that have this almost scale-like texture and thorny, almost bone-like ridges running through their hair. At the base of their spine, a thick, broad tail like an alligator's just sways back and forth through the grass, and their eyes are almost black. They are so dark that you would have to be right up close to see that they are actually a deep green. And occasionally, when something gets in their face, or if they're just too distracted, their tongue stretches out about usually only a few inches, but sometimes all the way up to two feet to just move hair out of their way, pick something up, and they are focusing on this piece of scrap metal before they look up, realize that they've fallen behind, and run forwards to catch up. Revel, get with everyone else, please. Yep. Uh, sorry. Did you find something good? I found something. All right. If I hear the yelling or that that Revel's gotten behind, I would just stop and wait till I hear all right from Claire and then keep walking. <laughs> I run up to Danny. What you suppose this is part of? Um, take a look at it. I will. Uh, investigation. Roll. Is this the first roll? Yeah, yeah first, first roll. First roll. First roll. First roll. Baby. What is this well, weird piece of metal? Margaret gave me this dice. Oh, good. Great artificer. So dice. this is your fault now. Oh, great. <laughs> Super duper faith. Everybody stare. Oh, shit. This, this is really out. importantly. This is really good metal. Yeah, everybody yeah. stare at Margaret. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put through that die everywhere except where it belongs. Okay. 15 plus. It's oh. Phoenix shard. <laughs> it's a Phoenix shard. <laughs> We're done. We might be done. Over. Let's go home. That was fun. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here at the Lorber. <laughs> <laughs> we just send Revel and Danny and Claire oh, back God. with the shard, and then the three of us get to... No, that's a chaos group. 22. 22. Yeah. Ooh. Um, you look it over, and this is 
a very twisted, rusting piece of what was left of a tailpipe. Uh, this is the anus of a car. <laughs> anus. You want to keep it? I mean, do we need it for something? I feel like we always need stuff for something, but probably not. Yeah, it's really twisted up. I don't know. I don't know what we could do with it. Guess I shouldn't start chewing on it then. I no. Cadence stops. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly turns around to see the piece. How bad is the metal? This tailpipe has been sitting out long enough that you understand that there's all kinds of rust and oxidization in here that would be very bad for your average person to consume. Rebel might be okay, but don't. Hey, Rebel, can you get tetanus? I don't know. Should we find out? No, we should not find out. I look oh. at Claire and shake my head. <laughs> no. Hmm. It could, it could be interesting. Could yeah, be. Right. The guys yeah. are on a mission. we got to focus. I don't think... I don't think tetanus, like, sets in that fast, though, right? Does yeah, it? Do Does tetanus set in fast? I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. No, you know, tetanus sets in slowly, but it also, like, eats your blood or something. You get, you get, you get vaccinated <laughs> against it because it's everywhere. It's on you. It's on the car. It's on the sky. It's I'm going everywhere. to but I don't think put you get my it. mouth around, around it. If everyone thinks it's bad to eat this, then Rebel won't eat it. Oh, if Rachel, everybody? No, definitely shouldn't if eat most it. People, if the majority says that Rebel shouldn't eat it, Rebel shouldn't eat it. Who is in favor of Rebel eating the thing? I put I my mouth not, on the tailpipe. I, I like <laughs> raise my hand. Glenn raises her hand. Who is not in favor of Rebel eating the tailpipe? I'm Cadence. not going to majority rules. Okay. I put my mouth on the tailpipe and cast acid spray and there's this sizzling sound as it. I just slowly burn through the metal. It starts by this horrible sound. You know when water in a pot, there's not enough and it starts to boil really, really hot and it sounds like maybe something's about to explode. That's what you all hear for just a moment. And then... As pieces of dark, ickery acid just come dripping out of this completely destroyed, very nasty, rusty tailpipe. Cadence looks at Claire, shrugs, yeah, turns Claire around and keeps walking. Also shrugs. This is probably fine. I extend Rebel has going my on tongue and then use part of my shirt to just kind of wipe it off. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was going to taste great. Nah. Metal back in Limerick tastes better. It's cleaner. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't eat the stuff that we need. I say nothing and follow Caden. I'm walking. I don't Caden's even know if I... Survival check. Sure, let's do better this time, huh? Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I could eat a Phoenix Shard. Don't try it. Yeah, I just think that would we make also Doc mad. So yeah, we, we, need, we need it. Okay, so 17. Okay. Um, you haven't lost sight of the smoke. You've all now seen this plume of smoke that Cadence reported back to Doc yesterday. It is black smoke. This is not smoke that is being extinguished currently. Um, so you haven't lost sight, Cadence, of the smoke because everyone here can see it, and members of your party miss a lot of stuff. Bruh. Is it bigger than, uh, I suppose, yesterday? Uh, when I probably saw it, or two days ago? A day and a half? Roll a perception check. <laughs> Ranger oh. good. So early. No, Ranger not good. <laughs> perception? Mm -hmm. 11. It's hard to tell. 
Okay, I'm rolling really bad. Just a heads up, I'm rolling really bad. <laughs> um, but you've been in these hills. You have a pretty good idea of the terrain here, and you've walked through these areas before. Uh, you haven't been in this particular area of the hills in a minute. It's a little far for you to go on recon by yourself. Um, but you do remember that there's some areas in what was a pretty lush forest that you as a scientist would know that something here superheated the ground. One would assume from the event uh, and from specifically your understanding of how the phoenix changes the environment, you would know that this means there's probably shards and other elements of the phoenix that might have impacted in this area. Hmm. But the smoke is new. But the smoke is new. Um, is this a is this a a way that we've traveled before? How familiar are we with this area? I would say that probably Glenn, Claire, and Cadence have definitely at least been in these hills once or twice. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure if you have, Danny. Um. The terrain, is there a path towards the smoke that I can take where we're either have some kind of cover or um, a ridge or a hill or something that I can move us so that we're not immediately seen by whoever is at the actual site? Um, yeah, as you get closer, you start to look around and you understand that these are hills and they are just rolling hills. They lightly obscure what is between them but you can see from peak to peak. And you can tell that the smoke is rising in front of the peak ahead of you, so it is in the next valley, um, probably on the upward slant of the opposite hill that you are approaching. And you realize that you could probably skirt around the top of the hill and make your way in a circuitous way towards the valley so that you just kind of peek over the ridge and you can kind of get a glimpse as to what's going on down there. I'd like to take us that route. Okay. If it's very close to the smoke, then like if the vantage point is very close to the actual site, then I would probably leave the group maybe 20 feet back. And I would, uh, I would look to Glenn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if we're there, you get there, and as you're approaching the crest of the hill that you've been ascending, you calculate that the smoke is probably coming from about 200 feet ahead of you on the opposite hill. Once we start, uh, like, really moving and hiking in earnest, uh, Cadence, you feel a familiar ping in your mind, and there's no words spoken. I'm not speaking to you, but you understand that if you need to speak to me, you can. Opening of school announcements. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> We've probably done this before. All right. If we're like 20 feet out from the vantage point, then I would turn to the party. Um, and I would just look at uh, everyone, just stop and turn around very abruptly. Um, so I'm going to go up and, and look very quickly just to get an eye on the situation. Um, but I want to leave the rest of you back. But Glenn, hmm. do you want to come with me? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Great. Can you be quiet? Yes. Do I believe Glenn? 
you, you have a passive insight that exists at all. Yeah. Um, I do. And I'm gonna say, uh, Glenn means it. Glenn, Glenn thinks that she's pretty fucking stealthy. Okay. Uh, in the two days, have how stealthy has Glenn been? You've seen Glenn. Glenn can be pretty quiet. Okay. All right, then we're gonna go together. Um, please okay. don't go any further than I do. And please don't yell. Okay. And try to stay hidden. Right. Cool. So mm -hmm. maybe stay two steps behind me. Yep. <laughs> can you do that, Glenn? Yes, I can. Do I believe Glenn? <laughs> Glenn is visibly in pain. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to come. I want to come. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to go do this. You know that if you, it's 200 feet off, mm -hmm. the mind link only works out to 60 feet, which is fine, and you would just know that. So I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm only 20 feet from you. Right. But, but if you go, if you go 200 feet off, you will then be 200 feet away from me. Yes, this is, that's how space works. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing math now. Oh, God, the math. Um, then I'm gonna stealth with Glenn up right. to that vantage point. If you can both roll me a stealth check. No. Hello and welcome to Stealthing with Glenn. Oh god. No! Already? Um, that's a natural 20 for a total of 26. Amazing. Uh, for Glenn? <laughs> Great. Uh, thank god for advantage, because that's a natural one, and, uh, 14. Wow. Glenn's good on her word. Caden's yeah. not so much. I rely on my beetle thing. <laughs> um... You step away from the party, and as you walk up the hill, the dry grass almost like nails on a chalkboard to you as it cracks under your feet, reminding you of how much the world has decayed and how much this may never grow back. You crest the hill, and just as you hit the peak, you hear about 200 feet away the sound of something making a horrible noise once we hit the peak I'm going to get down on my belly yeah. so that I can just look over the top I have the hood up yeah. and I'm just going to look over uh, the top to see what is making that noise yeah. um, you crest the hill and look over and you were hoping that this was just fire. But immediately, the first thing you see, this plume of smoke is actually rising out of the top of a cave that is jutting out of the ground from a hill. Mm -hmm. And around it, you see the cultists just standing around, watching the area, and guarding these large cages. Inside, you can make out smoking, embery forms of husks of the phoenix, trapped and lumbering around. This is a lot of cultists. This is probably the most cultists in one place you've seen in a while. But the more disconcerting thing is that you have never seen cultists corral 
phoenix husks. You know that they will start fires to draw the husks places, and they have been known to manipulate the husks, but containing them is a whole other thing. As I am looking over the ridge on my belly at this, I am relaying back to Claire what's on the site. So, um, And I'm relaying it to the group. <laughs> so I explain the entire layout that you see um, and the strangeness of the husks being caged and the fact that there are four cultists and what appears to be six caged um, husks. How close are they together? How close are the cultists or the husks together? Mm. Are they clumped? Three most northern husks appear to be, well, they're all clumped together in a cage, and there's two cultists near them. I'd say they're in, um, they're in 30 feet, sphere, kind of, of one another. And then there's one cultist who's all by himself, uh, the most northernly, uh, over by the opening of the cave. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the southernmost cage, three husks, and also probably within the husks and that cultists are within uh, 10 to 20 feet. Okay, I'll relay all this to Rebel uh, and say, um, but I would appreciate it if we could just make a, just figure out what the hell we're doing before we jump in there and do some crazy shit. Don't let Rebel do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, I got it. Bang. Will you please roll a nature check for me? No. <laughs> no, I will not. Nature? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you are a double-class nature character. Eleven. I'm rolling really bad. Oh, honey. I'm rolling really bad. Nature is also intelligence. Yeah. My pluses sure. are good, but I'm rolling. There's something bothering you about the construction of this cave that you can't place it. There's something odd about the cave opening. I'd have to get closer, maybe, to figure out what it is exactly, but I don't have a good feeling about it. Other than the fire, obviously. What do I know about the caves in this area? Do I know what's in them? Uh, roll a survival check. Somebody who did a lot of wandering around. Can I also do a survival check? Yes. Can I start going through my pockets looking for an item? Please. Please go through your pockets. Uh, okay, so first I pull out some string. <laughs> string. Ah, here we go. <laughs> um, I got a dirty nasty 20 on that survival. Nice, because I got a, a nine. Um, Danny, you've not done a lot of wandering. Again, you're not sure if you've even been in these hills, but Claire. I was here on my journey of sadness. <laughs> You've walked this area. You maybe weren't the most um, cogent, but you walked it. And you remember noticing at some point you were barefoot. You don't really remember why, but the ground was hot, like what Cadence was thinking of earlier. The ground here is warmer than it should be because a section of the phoenix very well could have shattered into the hills here and crashed and if there are shards in the ground it would cause the ground to over time heat i pull out an object from my overalls it looks kind of like 
a mechanical egg strapped to a TV remote with duct tape and welded together with spit and wishing. And it looks like there's a key on it. And there's a post-it note taped to it with a big old question mark on it. I got a thing and if we want to hit them and we want to hit them hard. Is that a bomb? The smile on Revel's face just gets wider and their tongue like sticks out of their mouth a little bit. Danny rubs his palms on his legs like his palms might be sweating. <laughs> it is, but it's so much more than just a bomb. Okay. Maybe. All right, tell me more. That's all I know. Oh, God. Maybe we hold off on that until Cadence gives us the go-ahead to throw start throwing stuff? Once you know, we should touch base with Cadence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If we decide to uh, go in, then yeah. Then yes. Absolutely. I can't, I do have an idea of how to get all those guys in one place. Take a little theatrics. I'm well, pretty I'm... sure with the amount of explosives I've packed in this thing, it'll get most of them anyway. What are you up to, Glenn? Glenn is vibrating. <laughs> Cadence told Glenn to be quiet, so she's being quiet, but it is hard, and she is standing there just like, ready to go. Cadence is quiet. Yeah. And not saying anything out loud, because all of this is done telepathically to Claire. I bet I could get to that guy, like, really fast. I'm so fast. <laughs> Whispering back to her. Yeah. Um, which guy? The furthest one. The most, the one by the cave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not gonna do that. <sighs> right now. What are we going to do? We're gonna go back to the others. Because this is very strange and suspicious. Right, totally. I bet I could get over there. I bet I could do it right. You should, okay, okay. You know what? Tell me how you'll do it back with the others. Okay. And I'm gonna lead us to stealth back. Okay, great. You don't have to reroll. You guys roll pretty well. Okay. So is it like a fire bomb or is it like a something else bomb? Because like we know fire is bad, bomb? right? There is. I, bum, 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 I hold bum, out the thing fuck. to both Cadence and Glenn. So I have a thing. Um, Guess what it is? It looks like a device. It is a device. It is definitely a device. Mm. <laughs> Revel made a weird bomb. Ah. I've been waiting for a time to use it. It does it weigh less than five pounds? I don't I don't know how much things weigh. Can I can I have to will I push a button though? Is it safe? How safe is it? I know it's not safe. You I know mean, what? I'm not gonna I don't know if anybody other than Rebel should touch it. No, it's fine if I do. <laughs> why why do you want it? To what to see how heavy it is. You're gonna give it back though, right? Yes, Rebel. Can I tell if she's telling the truth? Or can Revel tell? Oh boy. I rolled a 12, so 11. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, your wisdom's negative one. I forgot. <laughs> I love this. Uh, Cadence is intending on returning it to you. All right. Just don't touch the pin. Please point out the pin to me, please. See that dangly bit right there? Yes. Yeah, so if you pull that, it's gonna go off. Um, I did super glue it in, so you'll okay. have to like really tug it. Okay. Just wanted to be safe. That's, when Rebel says super glue, Naomi just smacks her hand <laughs> against her forehead and closes her eyes so and take a really deep breath. How, how long ago did you super glue it? Oh, like, 
I, I've been, I've had this for a few months, but I can't really use it inside Limerick, right. so. So it's fairly fresh super glue, which means the hold should be pretty safe, which means it'd be very hard to pull it out. I might not even be able to do it. Danny might, though. We gotta make sure it doesn't break with the I, pin permanently in place. You I've know? practiced throwing things of like an approximate weight and I can get it pretty far. Revel, can I see if it's... Yeah, here. Thank you. Is it greater or lesser than about five pounds? It's lesser than five pounds for sure. Danny, it's less than five pounds and I hand it back to Revel carefully. Cool. Okay, so wait, we agree that this is cool? I agree that it's well, um, interesting. I actually think the bomb is pretty cool. I I'm wonder like. what's the incendiary device? portion of it? What's the... Yeah, that's going to be bad. I mean, but we already well, have a bunch of bad. So. The way that um, an explosion works is that there is both a fire element and like a concussive element. Right. So... I'm worried about the fire element. There's a Why? Lot of some fire Why? Element. To add... Uh, shouldn't really more I mean, fuel to the fire element. There, there's already <laughs> so many... There's already so much fire there. We're not going to attract mm -hmm. more with a little fucking... Or a big explosion. As you all are talking. Yeah. Fairly loudly. No. Hey, stop touching that! What? Okay, so let's just... I can get it about 120 feet. But that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Fine. Let's just set aside the bomb concept for a moment and circle back. I would love that back. so much. I think it's a really good idea, Claire. Um, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so Can I put it back in my pockets? The ground here is hot, and it's been hot for a really long time. It's been hot, unusually hot for years. And I think that there is, I think there is a shard, and I think that it was buried here. And I think probably what they're doing is trying to get it out, and I think probably what we should do is try to get it first. Oh, why do they have husks? I have no idea. My lowest status intelligence. <laughs> Very pretty, yes. Um, so, Naomi would know that the cult's ideal is that they want the world to burn so they can be rebirthed. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the group and I'm gonna say, if there's a piece of a phoenix in the cave and they keep adding husks to the cave, maybe that's a way of making it grow and be reunited hmm. and helps the world burn. Are they putting the husks in the cave? I don't know, it's just a theory, but that's I'm just thinking if it's going to get the gone. fire to spread we and we're in a grassland, maybe, maybe that's uh, what they're looking to do. Maybe they're sending them in to try to dig it up. Like We can scope it out if we wait for, you know, hours. Well, we probably don't have a lot of time to figure it out. It looks like they're, or it sounds like they're doing shit. Exactly. They're, they're doing things and I think we have to move. Do you think you could take one alive? Like, you want me to not... You want me to get them somewhere? Oh, I'm sorry. I should speak in more exact terms. Can you incapacitate one of them just at the point of death, but not fully kill them? Yeah, one totally. Of the, one of the cultists or one of the mm. husks? Cultists. Yeah. The husks. Yeah, that can't tell us anything. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I could. I, yeah. Matsuda Sensei always told me that violence is not the answer, but it turns out that in the apocalypse, sometimes violence is the answer. Wait, you can knock people out on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. That was the craziest sentence. If we throw a bomb in there and Glenn 
gets to uh, one of them very quickly, as, as Glenn did bring up, that she'd be able to do. I can shoot um, the third one, and then we'd be able to hit somewhat all at once, I should I, think. I should tell two of you, because I guess y'all weren't here, but um, it's not just a bomb. It does other stuff, too. Well, it has a remote, so... Television? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, wait. Part. I do. I wait. Know. Now I now I do what you have. It does things. It, it does, does other things. things. And you don't, I don't know what it does. I don't. Well, I've never used it. Bite me. I've never. Oh. I've never used it before. What the fuck is going on? What? How do you know it does other things if like, you don't know? Over. I don't want to reveal myself. I just want to get a better listen to what they're talking That's, about. Because I did stuff to it. There's <laughs> that sounds real bad. How do the cultists view the husks? What do they see them as? Are they tools? Are they people? Are they enlightened? What's um, the perception? Roll a religion check. Oh, wild. Uh, oh, 11. You haven't come in a lot of direct contact with the cult. Yeah. Uh, but your assumption would be that the husks are a part of the phoenix. This is a known thing. Mm -hmm. And if the cultists serve the phoenix, it's not difficult to imagine that they at least see them as a tool to their end. And one just complained that it tried to bite him, right? Mm -hmm. And did he, what was the tone for that? Well, it's it. Twelve. He's an idiot. Okay, that's stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not unlike some of us. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, okay. If we... There's some bad sounds. Mm -hmm. Are the bad sounds that are happening, are they normal husk sounds? I'm going to say, I'm just going to give it to you, yes. Uh, they are horrible husk sounds. And if you were closer, it would also sound like you're standing next to a furnace as they are making these noises. I don't get why they're in the cage. I mean, I know they're get infected, yeah, but I don't get, why keep them, what's, I don't know, why sequester them in a cage, and then, that's for us? Maybe to protect them, yeah, they'll release they're us so if close. we approach. I wonder if they're trying to heal them. That's <laughs> unlikely. I mean, even, even in a cult, like, if somebody you love got turned, wouldn't you still? No. I don't think they would. No. I think so. Fuck these guys. Yeah. So we're, we're going to... Cadence, maybe if you go back and take a second look and gather more information, and then we can go based off that. I just don't think it's right to go on Guns of Blazing. I think we need more information. I think we need to go in quietly, actually, because I think if we make yeah. any loud noises, which all of the fun stuff does, sorry, Revel, but if all right, we so make noise, we're going to be fucked. I here, here's, here's my thought on that. Let's go up back to the ridge. Let's spend 20 minutes just watching them, watching what they do, are they just standing there guarding? Is anyone working on anything? Are they putting anything in the cave? If they spot us, we go. We take out as many as fast as we can. If they don't spot us, we reconvene after we watch for a little while. What do you guys think? If they spot us, can I please use the, the thing? Yes. If they spot us, we're fucked anyway and we're gonna fight them anyway. Can I be on lookout for anyone who's noticing us or coming near us? Are uh, you gonna climb the ridge? I'm gonna climb the ridge. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I mean, I'm going. going to... You guys are gonna all climb the ridge. Actually, so... I'm not gonna climb the ridge. 
Great. I'm okay. gonna hold back, and if it sounds like they need me, I will. I can like, climb the ridge. I'm good at stuff. I'm. I'm a fucking. I will fucking, I'll work out. To help, but I don't. I have yes, a working out does make you stealthier. I okay. also want to climb the ridge just because I want to see what's going on. Great. Yeah. Uh, everyone who's climbing the ridge, um, if you're doing quietly, please roll stealth. Oh no! Wait. I have disadvantage on stealth. That's too late. Too late. Too late. So I'm not climbing too late. the ridge. Yeah. I fucking magically don't have disadvantage because of my suit. Glenn. Nine. Okay. Cadence didn't tell me to be quiet this time. Nope. Rebel. Uh, natural 20 for 24. Ayo. Quietest child. Danny. 13. Cool. Claire. Five. Oh, man. Cadence. I literally rolled the same exact combinations last time, so it's going to roll 14. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> those were bad rolls. I'm weighing. Hey basically, to hear if they get attacked or hurt, and if they do, I'm gonna run to Naomi, them. you sit back, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna let them go. I know I'm not the quietest. I promised my brother I'd come home, and if I set this off, I will feel so bad. And the moment they start walking away, you hear clunk, 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 as... You hear Claire's... Claire's armor. She has homemade armor that she's sort of like just strapped with leather, just like hunks of metal she's ripped off of cars, just sort of strapped onto herself. Uh, and it is clanking together as she walks and she's doing nothing to mitigate it. As as I'm, I guess, creeping up the hill, I'm digging through my pockets to try and find the thing again. You put it away. Oh no. is Okay, I find it. Great, love this. Um, they're not quiet um, and you ascend the hill and uh, we need everyone to roll initiative. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, you're welcome. They might have garbage passive perception. It's not oh, that wow, we no. It's good, though. It's a good thing I said I'm going to hold to attack. This is bad. It's an initiative die. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm scared to put it down. I'm just rolling it in my hand. <laughs> oh. Hey, I don't have a pen out. OK, starting with Cadence. How'd you do? Oh, ridiculous. shucks. I forgot. Uh, 15. Claire. 14. Danny. Uh, I believe it's six. Glenn. Eight. What? Yep. Naomi. 21. Great. What's your dex modifier? Mine? Yeah. My dex modifier is a plus two. Yeah, six. Fuck me. Are you uh, 14 or 15? My armor class? No, you're uh, dex. Or 15. Are you a 13 or 15 on the bot scale? I'm a 20. Yeah, for sure. Rebel. Seven. Okay, guys. Hey guys. What have we done? Okay. The one with the grenade is going. It's the apocalypse, so we're fucked. Um, as a reminder, you guys are 200 feet out. Can we see them? But they can see you. There is yeah. no longer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what All of them. Yes. 200 nice. feet. I'm just Claire. Claire clanked so loudly, and I'm just thinking about all the times. She told me that my armor was inefficient because I got it from a theater that I raided that one time. And she's like, it's not protecting your bodily organs. I'm like, well, bitch, at least mine doesn't clank as loud as your does. And it's very much like the animosity of a child getting mad at their mother when they do something hypocritical. All right, so top of the order, we have Naomi. Mm -hmm. How much help do you need getting to where you need to get to do the most damage that you can um, do. So I Naomi, yes. you are 220 feet away because yes. you did not climb the hill. Yep. Um, but you are aware that your party was just extremely loud. Yeah. Um, and the only one you cannot 
see in this moment is Rebel. Cool. I'm gonna use my oh. movement. <laughs> what? You're gonna, you're gonna move? I'm gonna move. You're gonna move. Wild. Wild. So you are 190 feet away. Okay, that's all my movement. You are could you, dash. Are you gonna dash? Use your action to move again and get another yeah. 30 feet. Whatever, I have to get closer. I'm just gonna use my action to get closer, and then I'm gonna use my bonus action to cast a thunderous smite on my sword and get ready, basically, cool. to fuck up some shit next yeah. time. You're, uh, you got that held. Uh, and as you do, you hear, because now you've pressed it so you can actually see, Yeah. the uh, cultists begin to mobilize. And all of you can see why they have cages of husks very, very quickly. The one that was sticking his arm in the cage like a moron <sighs> grabs a bar that you hadn't noticed, pulls it open, and runs away. How shock much wow. Are they just guard dogs? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, they were just yeah. themselves. Uh, and yeah. then the one that was by themselves over by the other cage does the same thing, runs to the cage, 20 feet, pulls the bar open, and runs away 10 feet. The one that's by the cage uh, to the south is actually going to run uh, dash as well, 30 feet towards the cave. You see the feminine-sounding cultist that was yelling at the guard shoving his hand in the bars um, reaches out and pulls from the earth what looks like a ember. The idiot guy does the same thing over on the rocks right next to that cliff to the south. And you it's like embers coalesce in the air as they've drawn them straight from the ground and they form these very menacing looking hovering red just balls of fire. Um, Green balls of fire. Indeed. And then Yeah, the last one's gonna do the same thing. The one by the cave is actually gonna step four or five uh, squares, so uh, 20 feet back into the cave and is going to do the same thing right there. So there's now three kind of rolling balls of fire that don't seem to be emitting a lot of light, but it is also day. Um, and they have opened the cages immediately. The husks mobilize. Um, all the husks from the eastern cage come running out, and they do not seem to pay any notice to the balls of flame that the cultists have pulled from the earth. The other husks in the other cage are all going to run towards the cave, um, 10 feet that you cannot see currently, and then leave the cage bars. And I would say that they each have about 40 feet of movement left. They are dashing towards you all on the hill. So I need them to come this way. They have 40 feet. They have 40 feet left. They're dashing. And again, they do not pay any notice to the ball of fire that is right there. Next in the order, we have Cadence. Oh no! Okay. How far away from me is the, the cultist who went into the cave? He is approximately 200 feet from you currently. So I can hit him with my longbow. Yeah, you could definitely attempt that. Okay. I'm going to... Mm -hmm. 
I'm gonna take out my longbow and with my bonus action I'm going to I'm going to cast ensnaring strike on the arrow. Okay. And I'm gonna roll to attack him. Let's do it. First attack of the game. Oh boy. Eighteen. Hit? Yes, absolutely that hits. Great. That's gonna be one D eight plus three. Don't let me forget. Okay. It's plus three, and then ensnaring strike. I need him to make a save, a strength save. Ha <laughs> Strength um, save. Yeah, that's a nine. Cool. He doesn't make it. No. So he's gonna initially take um, seven points of piercing damage, and then out as the arrow impacts into him, out from the arrow splits of these insect-like uh, legs that then just encase around him, kind of like a like an insect rib cage, and pierce into the back of his spine. <gasps> Rod. And while he's uh, technically restrained now, which yep. I have a little doodad for. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so while he's uh, restrained at the top of each of his turns, uh, he's gonna take some damage. Um, but he can, uh, sorry, a creature restrained by the vines or one that can touch the creature can use its whole action to make a strength check against uh, my DC. Great. And your spines stab into it and you don't hear him make any noise. That's not a good sign. It's not a great sign. That, um, is my turn. I'm not going to get any closer because I can shoot from here. Wonderful. Uh, Claire. Nice. I am like 200 feet away, right? Yes. Great. Uh, I have basically nothing at that great of a distance, so I'm just going to, uh, movement and full action take off towards the, um, you know, the zone with all the people. I do sort of glance at Revel and understand that they're probably going to throw some crazy shit, so... Yeah. I have, you know, 30 feet and then 30 feet, so I'm not going to get close enough to where I feel like I'll be in the blast radius, but I'm very cautious of, like, I'm not going to get within melee distance until Revel has done their thing, because that's crazy. That's um, a good plan. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and then, as a bonus action, um, I'm going to... Uh, anyone who has eyes on her will see that her form starts to shimmer, mm. and she kind of desaturates. She has these usually very warm brown eyes that kind of desaturate to where you can hardly see the irises and it's a very weird spot in the world of like slight graying out of color mm -hmm. and you can see the second outline of another person run it like in the same in the exact same place she is but like the forms blur and they're both running in the same spot together and she's like a little bit see-through. Hmm. That's my turn. Rad. Glenn. Okay. Um, so, all right, I'm going to do this, which may be insane, but it's mm -hmm. fine. And we're gonna, we gotta stay out of melee range, right? No problem. So I use my movement to run. Then I use, because of my uh, mobile feet, when I use the dash action, uh, difficult terrain doesn't cost me extra movement on my turn. Uh, so that's another uh, 55 feet of movement. And then I am going to spend a key point to do Step of the Wind to then run another 
55 feet. So I am moving past those husks and past the cultists that are closest to the husk to get as close to the cave as I possibly can. So this is about 110 feet. That's uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. Yes, yeah, way up there. And you scale the hills like they're nothing. And you, as you're getting up there, you're like, this will be difficult for other people <laughs> that are not Glenn. D&D is sexy and delicious. Glenn, uh, Glenn, 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 Glenn. Uh, uh, and remind me, you do not invoke attacks. I have opportunity because, yeah. Because um, you're insane. Because I'm insane. Uh, and I would, yeah, so spend the key point. Actually, technically, I only don't invoke attacks of opportunity with the mobile feet if I do an attack against a person. It doesn't matter whether or not I hit, but I would aim to not go within five feet of anybody. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's literally just like Glenn sees... Uh, Claire move and takes that as implicit uh, like permission to go and goes finally goes <laughs> gets to go and just sprints like someone has been winding up a little rubber band toy this whole time <laughs> gone uh, Glenn go ahead and roll a perception check okay that as sounds you, bad at, at disadvantage as okay. you are running no problem yeah the motion blur is real yeah, yeah. We have Sonic the Hedgehog for real. Oh, eight. Uh, man, those husks, gross. Fire, yep. weird. Yep. Yep. Gotta go on. Yep. Gotta go fast. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was my childhood hero. <laughs> uh, congratulations, you grew up to become your own hero. Yes. Uh, Revel, the living. All right, so. So I'm gonna use my movement to run up 30 feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm begging you. I don't know if there's a way to do this and get everyone without hitting Glenn, but I don't know if there's a way to do this and throw further away to not hit Glenn without hitting everyone else. Oh, I think us? We're, yeah. we're pretty decently. You guys are now probably all about right. This thing has a radius of 60 feet. Yeah, everyone else is still 60 feet away. Yeah, yeah I think I Yeah, think. you guys were like 200 feet. I will okay. say, with the geography, you are not sure that you can hit the guy that's in the cave anyways. It is a cave. If I throw here, I can get all of these people. Live your life. That's what so I'm doing. That's everyone. That's the six husks mm -hmm. and three of the cultic six. I will only not get this game. guy. Yeah, this great. Holy shit. Okay. Let's okay. do this. Okay. Do it, Nightmare This person. feels like Kai let Cody do a really broken thing. That's what this I'm feels sorry. like. Who moved? How many feet did you move? Uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. 165. So you get to shut the fuck up. You, you, you moved 165 feet. I moved and then stopped. So like, Cody asked me for a one-time use item that I think is funny. So objectively funny. I run. Revel runs up, stops, and this is a uses their bonus action to wind their arm back and tug on the key, and it comes out with a like. It comes out with a as part of the grenade actually flies off in another direction. And there's nice. an expression on their face of, they did not expect it to do that. And that expression lasts for about one second before they remember to throw. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's not, a, there's no check. I can just hurl it up to 120 feet. So it lands where I want it to. It's 110. So all creatures within 60 feet 
have to make a dexterity saving throw and a constitution saving throw, oh DC 15. Yes, and I have rolled the percentile dies. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> so we need saves for the husks. Yep. yep. I'm just gonna count them off. Okay. Uh, husk number one, uh, the, it was a dex save. Dex and save and save. a con save, both DC 15. The, the husk it, number one. The husks, if they're immune to fire damage, the dex save doesn't matter for them. Uh, husk number one got a dirty 20. Husk number two got an 11, so fail. Uh, 13 for number three. Uh, husk number four is a winner. We got a natural one. Uh, husk number five got an eight. And another natural one for number six. They're just all right. They all, so fail. all but one. All but, all all but, but number one. And all but one two. and four. One and four. No, 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 no. Two, three, four, five, and six all fail. All but one fails. I all thought one of them got a natural four, one. Oh, no, natural okay. one. Oh. No. Oh, well, okay. So we all had one dirty 20 and then. All right, uh, do we want to resolve the cultists as well? Oh yeah, cultists. So the cultist needs to do the dex and the cult. Yeah, it's yeah. everyone except this cult, the cultist in the cave. Okay, so cultist number two, mm-hmm. who is close to the husks, right among them, he's the idiot that shoved his arm in the cage, uh, failed on both, there's no planet where those make it. Cultist number four, who was the feminine cultist near the cage, yelling at the guy to not stick his arm in, the um, brains of the operation, obviously. Uh, the deck save is a 15. Yep. And the con save is a natural one. So and, she does the con. Yeah. And then the cultist that was over by the other cage. So that's cultist number three. Number three. They got a 18 on the deck save uh, and succeeded on the con as well. All right. Oh boy, I hope I have, I don't know if I've got enough D6s for this. Let's find out. I've got so many. I'm gonna, hold on. I know everyone is excited to share their dice. Hold on. We're all like, we have things. It's because of my things. I've organized my things. I do in fact have enough dice. All right, so we're good. Wonderful. Okay, so. We're doing dex first. So this is fire damage. So this is only only gonna affect the cultists. So first one is 27 points of fire damage, have for cultists three and four. So okay, so 13. wait, what was the 20? 20, 27. 27. So that would be 13. 13. And now for the con save, which is thunder damage. Also, oh, yikes, that's garbage. All of the ones that failed the con save are also stunned. Oh my god. Cody, I oh, love you! It's That's hunting season. It's about to get buddy. even more bananas. Keep going. Oh, it's gonna get worse. Did. So hold on. I now need to calculate how much thunder damage. Listen, this is just one of those, like, you don't get to use these kinds of items super often. Yeah. And I knew that Cody would find a good use. A fun moment. To <laughs> okay, it. so that's 29 thunder damage halved yes. to. So 20, sorry. 29. 29. Those, yeah. And then 14 to the ones that did save. And the ones that failed their save are stunned. Uh, let me, I gotta roll a bunch of stuff now. Yep. What, what have you done? Uh, this is a ma- this is not something I created. This is a magic item that I found on D&D funny, Beyond. So I said yes. Yep. <laughs> if you want to look it up, it's called the Nomengard Grenade. Wow. This is, this is bad. <laughs> for them, It's yeah. a real item. Good for us. Well, okay, there is a chance that the weird magic stuff that's gonna happen could be good for them. So I mean, it's one guy. Um, there's a chance they could turn invisible. Okay. Ooh, that would suck. Because I'm gonna say that you landed it 
among the three husks that charged out of the farther away mm -hmm. cage. They're all invisible. They're cactuses now. They lost all their hair. Four. Pretty sure that's already gone. That's fair. Um, <coughs> I might make them tinier, I might make them bigger. Oh, oh no. Oh my nice. god. Fight giant zombies. Giant invisible fire zombies. Oh my god. But they just killed a bunch of. As the grenade lands, mm -hmm. what does it what does it look like when it explodes? So when it first lands, nothing happens. Uh because technically I have an action and this doesn't explode until the end of my turn. But this isn't your act. This is the bonus action. Kai! I wanted the road of alertness. Yeah, that thing is so broken I will refuse to. No, I'm never giving any player that ever. I've seen it in use. I'm 30 feet. I've moved 30 feet and I was 180 feet away, so now I'm 150 feet away. Oh, do I start burning spell slots? Oh, yeah. still, let's just see what happens on this one. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna hold a cantrip for if anyone gets within if an enemy gets within 60 feet of me, I'm gonna hold acid splash, and that's my turn. As I kind of like look and I see the grenade didn't do anything, I'm like, oh, oh well, okay. And then as I kind of look back and like get ready to do the next thing, it goes off in a shower of dirt and <laughs> an explosion that probably rocks the ground a little bit. There's a slow-mo moment as this tiny post-it note with a question mark on it just goes up in flames. <laughs> Slightly singed on the edges. Mm -hmm. And as the dirt settles, you see that the initial uh, cultist that had stuck his arm in the cage is dead. Nice. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. Nice. Darwinism. Uh, cool. Um, and the three husks right where the thing impacted. This will either be really good for us or really bad for us. Nice. This is D&D, baby. That's how Okay, so one of the husks as it's turning, and Glenn, you've got a pretty good view of this, especially as the dust is settling. The husk that was still kind of closest to the cage that was trailing behind, you see in great confusion a branch grow out of it and sprout bright green leaves and another one out of its neck. Bright green verdant leaves and its eyes, these dark burning embers set into this very ashy, looks like it's made out of coal face. Kind of roll around in its head and look at the bright green leaves and it tries to grab it. And as it goes to grab it, you see its arm just fall off. And then the other arm goes to grab it and it fully misses, falls forward, and spills onto the ground in a plume of ash. The one next to it turns to look at you, Glenn, and I need you to make a deck save. I'm good at those. What? That's the fuck that's fine. is going on. Uh, 17. 
Okay, you're gonna make the save. Cool. But it turns to face you, and as confused as you are watching this whole situation unfold, it is fully bewildered as its jaw begins to fall off and turn to ash before you. You see, uh, what the fuck spell is this? I don't know. You see from its embery eyes a crack of lightning, and then another crack of lightning, as from it, as it reaches out to you and its arm begins to wither and crumble off the small remaining bits of its figure just holding on long enough to reach out and a, you all see a lightning bolt and you hear it crack across the hills and echo off of the stones as a lightning bolt shoots off at Glenn. And because you made the save, you're gonna take half damage. Cool. Uh, 32 halves, so you take 16 points of lightning damage. What? You know, we're still in the first round of combat. Yeah, this is round one. Yeah. yeah. This and is you, as you dodge out of the way, when you look back, that husk is fully destroyed again in a cloud of ash. The third one, you are like, oh no, it's coming again. <laughs> and it just falls over dead. But once it does, the ash shoots out and you've seen husks die. I mean, you just watch two others. You've seen husks wither. This one, the ash lands, and where it should just be a small area of a cloud of ash that you know not to breathe, instead, for some reason, from a huge radius around it, significantly larger than the ash should be putting off, you all see as the dust settles from the explosion, a cloud of butterflies <laughs> begin to rise in the area, and they are butterflies of every color, and it is more verdant and beautiful, a explosion of nature that none of you have seen in a very long time. But uh, an area up to 30 feet from the husk that was closest to the uh, weird fire um, is uh, obscured in butterflies. Ow. Uh, I get it. Sorry. Question mark. I get it now. And... All of the of the remaining husks, you see two more of them wither away, leaving only husk number one. Because they cannot even make a save against the odds damage you did. So, you all have been warned by Doc to not let Rebel tinker. I think uh, it's a good idea. She's expressed concern repeatedly over the fact that Rebel has a dangerous mind. Not because they're not lovely. They're a sweet kid with good intentions, but Doc can also spot trouble. And among you, you know who Doc thinks is trouble and who's just troubled. That was by far the most dangerous thing you have ever seen not caused by the Phoenix. God, I wish I had another. <laughs> oh, Danny. It is now your turn. Maybe just you have a myriad of options of who you'd like to attack, Danny. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, well, I'm I'm gonna move up my thirty feet to get closer to everything. Will that put anybody within ninety feet of me? Yes. I will say the last husk is definitely within ninety feet of you. All right, then. I shall shoot it. I love that for you. I actually have a. Uh, a, 
a fingerless glove and when I tighten it into a fist some of the the leather pulls back and you can see that there's some kind of like gem or something sparkly in there and Danny braces their opposite hand against their elbow and their arm looks like all this tension is in it and then with a a small crack of lightning this little jolt of electricity shoots out from the, the gauntlet. Right, and that's an attack roll from you, correct? Yeah. <laughs> 18 to hit? 18 hits. They're zombies. I got a six. Uh, plus four is 10 damage. The first hit. Great. Uh, give me one second. I've got to roll something. Uh, you see your lightning impacted and a huge chunk of the chest, all of the clothing, anything that would have made this look like a person is long burned off and it is just fiery embers in the shape of a humanoid at this point. And some of the ash on the front is fully blown off and it stumbles forward. You see it roll up again. And this time you see exposed underneath just hot coal-like embers under the chest. Again. Pew. Ooh. 11. 11 does not hit, yeah. unfortunately. That was a bad roll. Um, you there see, are butterflies everywhere. That you is see true. the embers, and you have not faced a husk in a minute. And it hits you in a very sore spot. All right. That's fine. Um, is that your turn? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I need to do any bonus actions. Great. Uh, Naomi. So, it's an action to swap out your weapons, right? Bonus action. Bonus action? Mm-hmm. So if I, I... I will say, you do have, just to be upfront, you do have smite cast on... Yes, no, I know, which I'm going to say, so if I swap it, I'll lose thunder with smite, right? Correct. And I'll lose a spell slot? Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's already been cast. Okay, cool. I, I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. Wonderful. It's a save. What's the save? Uh, it'll be my save DC, right? No, so what what kind of spell? Oh, what kind, what of, kind spell? of save? You think it's wisdom? Wisdom. Wisdom 16. Nice. That's funny. Against the husk or the... the Against the husk. husk is the closest. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a 12. Great. Okay. So, they, was, uh, they take 1d8 necrotic damage. Isn't it more if they've already taken damage? Uh, yes, and if the it target is missing any hit points, it instead takes 1d12 of the product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, 11. Nice. Um, and then I would add my spell attack, right? No, no not, on no, not on a cantrip. Okay, Actually, cool. roll it again because you were above fifth level, you get 2d12. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah. That's 10. Sorry, so that's 21. That's amazing. Uh, that's Naomi? Yeah. Um, what does your Toll the Dead, I guess, sound like and look like? Yes. So at first she was going to try and smite someone, uh, which she's more com- comfortable with, and so the air kind of fills with the faintest scent of ozone that grows stronger and stronger, and the tips of her hair, which are permanently burnt and constantly churning out thunder and lightning from her skin, kind of lit, light up with the crackling silver electricity, and then butterflies happen, and bombs whistle through the air. And Glenn goes really fast. She's like, nope, not gonna be able to fucking do that once. Too much, can't concentrate. Okay. And she funnels the energy uh, inside of herself and she goes to that place that only people who have seen immense tragedy seem to have this hole inside of her. And she recalls the sound of 
the morning Kaddish that is said in synagogue that she had experienced growing up as a child, seeing losing loved ones, and you hear the sonorous sound of a whole congregation singing out in Hebrew in mourning, oh. and she casts her the dead. And the husk, this embodiment of so many things that not only you but your synagogue would find so vile. Not just um, the person, but actually the thing that happened to them is so horrible. It's not a hatred, but it's more mourning of this person that's yeah. standing before them, has yeah. to suffer at all. And you see, as the sound resonates through this husk, fire just extinguishes, and it is still, that's still upright. And uh, you know that the light has gone out and now there's just ash. Um, can I still use my movement to get closer? Yeah. Okay, great, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna use all my movement to okay, get Okay, you are possible. now on the map. Great. Amazing. Um, wow. Next are the guys. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the cultist that you've mostly seen doing stuff up to this point is frozen in place. The far away one from all of you, the one that's not in the cave, is going to look over at Glenn. So, will you please make me a wisdom save? Thank you. Uh-oh. Are you wise, Monk? I'm okay. Are you wise guy? Eight. You are not. Um, <laughs> not today. <laughs> Glenn, you feel as this being in this dark leather mask comes walking forward and you see that there are human eyes behind them and as they walk towards you their hand outstretched and you see ashy fingers this person is definitely sick with the fade and from that as you're looking you realize you go to move and you are paralyzed <sighs> brutal oh, asshole um, so that cultist is holding Glenn. Cool. Uh, and the one in the cave. Is it his turn? It's All the cultists go at the still same time. his turn. That means that he takes damage. Because he's inside yep. um, Cadence's bug prison. Yep. Yes, so my bug prison is <laughs> being footed. Um, constricts around him and from the, the segmented legs. Uh, more spikes sort of come out and pierce into him, and he takes four more damage. Nice. Hey, that's weird and gross, and I love it. <laughs> Please don't stop. Um, and from there, because he is restrained, um, you still see them reach their hand out, and a ember forms in their open palm and shoots out towards Glenn. And I need. Paralyzed. Yeah, I automatically fail strength and dex saves. Yeah. When I um, so you just take it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Glenn, you take four points of radiant damage. Okay. Uh, as this ember shoots out of the mouth of the cave towards Glenn and impacts. Uh, wait. Uh, that might not reach. Does not reach you actually. Suck it. Um, then it is going to back. struggle and try and break out of your... He can, it takes his whole action. He hasn't used an action, but he couldn't cast his spell. What? Yeah. 
Um, strength save. Save. Or check, sorry, it's a check. He's not strong, that's a 12. Yeah, it doesn't work. Great, he struggles and nothing happens. And the, um, no, that one's stunned, can't do anything, okay. Um, next is my guys, but they're all dead! Uh, Hayden. So, I'm up? Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Hi. It's your turn. With 30 feet of movement, can I get in within 120 feet yes, of this lab? absolutely. Okay. I would like to get within 120 feet of the paralyzed, or sorry, uh, stunned. Stunned. Cultist, um, and I am going to cast Chill Touch. So... You have advantage on the attack, attack roll. Because he is stunned. Right. Um, Wait, stun ends at the top of, at the end of his turn. He's no longer stunned. He's no longer, wait, for end that. of their turn. End yep. of their turn. Okay, so he's no longer stunned, unfortunately. So I, um, I attack. Twenty four to hit. Yeah, that, that hits. Great. So, um, Cadence unwraps her her right arm, uh, holding her bow still in her left, and just reaches out with her hand and from the scarred folds of her forearms and hands uh, come crawling out and flying out these um, fireflies from beneath her flesh and they go directly and they swarm around this uh, cultist and they suck the heat and the light out of the cultist and the fireflies get brighter as they pull the heat from um, their body. And they get to do an extra d6 because um, it's the swarm. You definitely don't need to. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, the fireflies, not distracted by the butterflies that are right there next to this uh, cultist, uh, draw energy from this being. And you see them kind of frantically looking around and beginning to swat at the fireflies and their movement gets more and more lethargic until they are stock still mid-swipe. Cool. <laughs> are they dead? Above table. He's dead. You just petrified him. Ugh. I think that oh, was the she. Brad, <laughs> I love that for me. Okay, so the fireflies, once uh, there's nothing left to take, just swirl around him and then return into my arm. Claire. Okay, so the guy that was closest to me died. Um, I'm going to with 30 feet of movement. Um, there's no goddamn way I'm hitting anyone with anything. Uh, actually, um, is the the one with the concentrating ring that seems to be doing something to Glenn is uh, are they 120 feet away from me? Yeah. Yeah. In that case, I'm um, the uh, the second I see uh, th this guy is like reaching out towards Glenn and being freaky at Glenn. Uh, Claire's Glenn eyes. is still, which is not something That's that you see. Scary often. and bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, Claire's eyes. Uh, flash and there's a pop of brightness in her hand like a um, you know like when a light bulb explodes mm -hmm. and that pop just shoots out towards this guy and I will cast guiding bolt cool nice. love that and I will see how that goes badly it goes oh. badly oh, does 14 hit 
Okay, that's fine. <laughs> the light just explodes on the stone behind this masked figure that is fixated on Glenn. Alright, that's my turn. Alright, Revel. Fuck it up, Revel. <laughs> Wait, okay. do I get to make a save of any kind? Oh, it's your turn. Yes. It is my turn. Yes, yes. You like, always do this to, to me. To you in particular. No, no one else gets skipped the way that Margaret gets Screw skipped. Margaret. <laughs> no, it's because yes. you go so far so fast. Um, it's the inherent yes, fear of Yes, at you. the end of your turn, you can make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Get it. Ten. Unfortunately, yes. you are still held. Yeah. Continue. Um, Revel! How far am I away from the cloud of butterflies? Um, you didn't pull it the, throw it the full distance, so I would say you're 100 feet. Okay. Uh, from the edge of it, though, you're like seven, no, 85 yeah. feet. Okay. Well, in that case, no. I'm going to use my works. movement and action like to dash forward 60 feet. And right. just, I am making a beeline for the butterfly swarm. Great. You are just because you want to look at them? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of butterflies, Rebel. You're probably the only one of these people post-event that has seen this much nature. And even then, yeah. this is a dense amount of butterflies. I am laser-focused on the butterflies. Yeah. Love this for you. All right. Danny. Um, no one's within 90 feet of me. No. No one you want to hit. Is no one I want to yeah, you could hit me if you really yeah. wanted to. You could fucking try it. <laughs> well, I want to kill some butterflies. Fucking oh. butterflies! I'll take it personally. It's true. Um, I think so will Rebel. Fine. How does this work? Alright, I can do it at disadvantage, so that's what I'm gonna do. What are you doing? I'm gonna shoot him with my Which one? gauntlets. Which one? Uh, the concentrating guy. Great. Get Glenn out of here. Yeah. Oh, balls. Disadvantage. This is a three. So. Total? No. You're not gonna hit the AC. Ten. Ten. Ten total. Come on, guys. Can you do two shots? Come on. Come on. Eh. Uh, 17? 17 hit. Yeah! Yes. The first shot of lightning again right behind Claire. Your shot scatters across the stone, leaving black and lightning no, marks. No, I don't want it. And then the second one hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. Well, I get an extra 1d6 once on my turn. So I rolled a 1 and a 2. Oh, but a classic. Nice. So that's 3 plus 4 is 7 points of oh, fuck you, buddy. He still has to make a concentration check. Um, Danny, you shoot lightning into him, and he's staring down Glenn. Uh huh. And the lightning shoots underneath this creepy mask that he's been wearing. And you see the light flash through his eyes, and smoke begins to come out of him, and he just falls over dead. Glenn, you are no longer paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> the vibrations start again. How do you feel, Danny? Uh, surprised. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, cool, cool. Is there anyone on the board in here? Yes, just yeah. there's one, one cultist who is being held in place by Caden. God, I think I'm gonna have to use that thing. So I'm going to use the really cool thing you gave me, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna cast Dimension Door. Cool, love it. 
Um, and I'm gonna get within five. I'm gonna get within range of that guy, and I just want to knock him unconscious for you. So you're gonna dimension, do lethal damage. Yeah, dimension door dimension. is an action. Dim yeah, dimension so door is an action. action. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, so it is an action. So, so you then, can get close to him, but then you can't attack because that would be an action to attack. Can I, so that I would be able to hold anything. No, that is your action. Um. Okay. Okay. So then I'm not gonna get within like. So you want to just here. be like. Like 20 30 feet off, so you can go up and hit yes, him on exactly. your next turn. Yeah, okay. just in case he breaks, yeah. Um, I what does it melee so that you can hit him if he tries to go with an opportunity attack? Okay, then I'll do that. Oh, I'm gonna that's do that. Smart, yeah, I'm gonna um, with the melee. Naomi, what does it look like when you utilize this odd ability? Um, so there's this weird moment um, of silence, and then you see the shape of what no one, none of you would know, but essentially the door to her home, like what her house used to be. And you see like apartment like 7B. And for a moment the door swings open and you see like the tableau of like a dinner table set out and her parents sitting at the dinner table and then she steps into it and it disappears and she lands wow. within the system of this guy. Then it is his turn. The one that is currently being restrained by Cadence. You mean the only one that's still alive? Yes. <laughs> that one. The only remaining enemy on the board. Takes five piercing damage. Takes five piercing damage. And then is it restrained or is it grappled? He's restrained. restrained. Okay. Uh, he is going to make an attack at disadvantage. He can do that while it's. Well, yeah, I am looking at it's paralyzed cool. is the one where you can't make any attacks. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's just a disadvantage. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know that. So what'd you say? He's going to try and attack you. Oh, is he going to attack me? Yeah. He's at disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, listen, it's bad. Um, that's going to be an 11 to hit. Uh, and then the second attack is an 11 to hit. Doesn't hit. That did burn a natural 20. Good for you. <laughs> nice. Um... You just see this club that is made of this gnarled piece of wood swing at it, and you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> you just kind of sidestep it as the pincers dig into him. How much damage do you do to Kate? I did uh, five. Five, sorry. Okay. Um, he is still up and still feisty. Next in the order, Cadence. Yay. Um, I'm. There's no way in heck I can get close enough to him. So, I'm just gonna shoot him again. Um, but I'm trying to uh, hit him in like the leg. Sure. So yeah, I'm not you're doing non-lethal damage. Do, right, yeah, fine. I'm not trying to do um, really bad damage. I'm trying to do you can't run from me damage. You want him to take an arrow to the knee. I understand. Um, yes, I I'm do. And um, I actually send um, a couple of fireflies are nestled in the fletching of the arrow as I send it. That's a natural one. <laughs> oh, to hit. Uh, one of the fireflies total, jumps off of it. For a total of nine, Kai, we get through the math. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> all attacks against it have advantage. Oh, that's great. We're trying to. Fuck that die. That's Slightly better. That's a 19 to hit. Yeah, that will definitely be slightly better. It's only slightly better. Okay, so this is going to be... Yes, okay. And I get to add, because the fireflies are also biting him now. Yeah. Um. So they come out from the arrow, and they bite him as the impact into his knee. 
and he's going to take nine points of piercing damage okay. to his knee. Yep, got you. <laughs> he's still up. Not only are your creepy legs still holding him in place, but he is still up. Great, that's super cool again. All right, Claire. All right. Um, the, uh, the other people will have this. This isn't, I don't need to fight anymore. They've got this, I think. Um, I'm just gonna move uh, my movement and action just 60 feet towards the cave. Great, okay. Glenn, it's finally your moment. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to uh, use my movement, and I don't have quite enough movement to get, despite how awesome I am, I don't have quite enough movement to get right up on this guy. So I am going to, in fact, uh, dash to get up on this guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I am uh, flanking with our very good friend Naomi, uh, and. Thus, I will utilize a key point to um, flurry of blows, yes, no, um, which is a uh, so I have advantage and I get to attack twice with flurry of blows. I just—it's literally like no longer paralyzed. Suddenly, get to move again. Yes, uh, and, uh, Claire is like heading towards Glenn and Glenn's like, see ya, and just sprints <laughs> <laughs> towards the man encased in like beetle legs uh, yeah. and punches. Um, that's a natural 20 on the first. Yeah, yeah that's gonna hit. Yeah, and then the second hit is, um, it's advantage, not disadvantage, so 18 to hit. They both hit Glenn. How do you incapacitate this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really, it's like, Glenn has been stuck in this spot for so long, and uh, she's just like, kind of, like the drive is okay. We're going after the the person who seems to be in charge of things, the person who's like going into the cave. We don't want him to get away. Cadence is specifically like, okay, you have to. We want to not kill this person. You have to like get this guy and get him down. It's like, yes, hyper focus. I can do this. And so like while she was like sitting, standing there paralyzed, she was watching this guy and saw where the like beetle legs were and where the holes in the beetle legs were. And she's like, I know that there's a fucking uh, nerve right there, and I'm just gonna ruin his. <laughs> and again, he really silently rides around and falls limp in Cadence's creepy arms that hold him aloft for just a moment before he collapses forward on Naomi. The dust settles, the butterflies remain, um, and the cave above Glen Naomi still pluming with smoke. We're gonna take a break. Thanks for listening to Ashes and Dust. The Lore Brewery is a brand new actual play podcast production company, and we're looking forward to playing a lot of fun tabletop games and telling some wonderful stories. If you're enjoying the episode, please consider following us on social media at lorebrewery on Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms. If you're feeling particularly generous, please leave us a positive review on the podcasting platform you use. It really helps us out and may introduce new listeners to our content. You can also leave us a tip at ko slash 
Lore Brewery. Ashes and Dust is a two-shot, so please subscribe and keep an eye out for episode two coming on January 1st. Not to mention our holiday special, Elf Crimes, coming out next week on December 18th. In the meantime, let's get back to the show. As the dust from Revel's um, improvised device settles, and uh, the cultist falls limp against Naomi, it would appear for the time being that the area is quiet. Um, I will have Claire and Cadence full perception checks. Wow, apparently that's my magic number. Really? Claire. 14. Uh, 18. 18? Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Um, Claire, at your proximity, your DC was lower. But as the second to last one to go down, not the one that was stunned and held by Cadence, but the last one, as they go stock still from the bugs drawing the life out of them, both Cadence and Claire, you see the metal bars on these cages. They were this kind of brushed aluminum texture and there's a small bit of a flash of red embers at the edges as that burns away and you see that this is just a normal chain link fence there's no magic in it anymore it had some sort of magical property that was allowing it to contain the husks otherwise it wouldn't have contained correct they would have been able to get out yes they would have been able to do violence against ah, the violence the violence of escape, yes. Yes. And they are fiery boys. So it would have controlled. The cultist falls against Naomi, mm-hmm. unconscious, uh, but with very little effort, uh, is not actively dying unless you will it to be. No. Cadence said to keep one alive, so um, we're doing that. Yeah, so I catch him. Uh, and I'm going to take my robot and tie his hand behind his back. Great. And I high-five Naomi. <laughs> it's way harder than it should be. Yeah. I mean, the snare is uh, still, still on, still on him. She kind of, like, turns around and, like, shakes her hand out so you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the feeling back in your hand now. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, sleight of hand. 22. Yeah, he's tied. Okay, cool. He's tied. Okay. And then snare. Yeah, but that's concentration, right? So you can't. Yeah, yeah it's still up. As I gradually make my way, um, if I get to a cultist, I will search them. Great. Um, the first and the second to last one to go down are pretty easy to get to. Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation. Natural 20. Ooh. All right. Which also. Investigation is my highest. I get a plus seven in it. Jesus. Mm. I'm really into this. 27. Um, Watch there be like nothing on these guys. (laughs) Well, um, the first one you search, you find just some spell components, 
Um, some of it for spells that you don't even know. I'll just take all of it. The wrong, you know that this is the wrong area of magic for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have another improvised club-like weapon. And he's got a, a wallet with, like, way too many. It's too fat for it to be reasonable. Full of money. But, like... It's the apocalypse. I'm going to keep that, too, and my brother and I are going to play with it later. Yeah, great. Monopoly. It's it's like poker chips. We are going to make it rain, just to be clear. (laughs) Just for the fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. Uh, On the second one, since I'm not going to make you roll twice, because that's bananas, um, you find a car key. Oh, ho, ho. Does it have a weird keychain on it? (laughs) It has the remnants of a keychain that was... At some point, either ripped off or fell off. Fine. Okay. Um, then I'm going to pocket those keys and uh, see what the rest of my team is doing. Making my way probably towards Claire. Once I see that the Duke person is tied, mm-hmm. um, I want to do a couple things if I can. Tell me. I'd like to search them, and then I'd like to go to the one in the mouths, the one in the cave, like not into it, but see into it. And I want to cast um, Locate Object. Okay. Um, we're going to start, we're going to do one thing at a time, and then I'll go around, and then we'll come back to you. Dope. Um, searching him, go ahead and roll Investigation. It's a 19. Uh, you find Spell Component. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will, because you are of a similar kind of magic, allow you to roll a Religion check to see if you know what spells they are for. <gasps> yeah, that's a no. Four. Uh, you have no idea. Cool. Uh, and then you do find another club, the one that he tried to hit you with. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. Um, they All three of them that you've searched all have um, markings on them uh, in their clothes, like spray painted on, not, you know, well-made garments that have uh, the symbol of the Cult of the Firebringer, which is a single black circle with two tongues of flame coming up either side, making fiery wings around a globe. Um, okay, what does this person that's unconscious look like? Like, what's their deal? Uh, you pull up this mask, and it's just strapped around the back of the head, and as you look at it closer, you see that it's actually, like, vinyl. It's not even a leather mask. Mm-hmm. Perforated... Uh, kind of in the style of a really old hockey mask. Mm-hmm. But then, it's a it's a heavy vinyl, so it has some structure to it. But you pull it away and you actually see that underneath, most of their face is blackened and ashen mm-hmm. from the fade. Okay, I'm going to put it back on now. Okay. Cadence, mm. what do you want us to do with this guy? Oh, um, just a moment, and I'm going to walk <sighs> by Claire. Um. So, Claire, we should uh, interrogate the guy, yeah? Uh, I think so. Okay. Sure. Just because I don't know what's in the cave. I mean, I can go ahead and check. No, no. Answers would be really helpful. It's just that that guy was uh, really quiet. I wonder if I could work around that. Well, I can open his mouth and see if he has a tongue left. I can just talk in his brain? Oh, that, that would probably look better than me looking inside of his mouth. His face looks fucked up. Oh. Oh. That's not good. Um, 
that's not ideal. So I'm gonna continue with Claire, I assume, up to Glenn and uh, our uh, bro, our guy. Um, okay, um, should we wake him up? Is he unconscious? Is he like out unconscious? He's, for statistics uh, purposes, uh, he is at zero hit points. Okay. Uh, and it's just not actively bleeding out. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead, just double check, like stabilize him, mm -hmm. spare the dying. Sure. Um, and uh, if you poke him here, his leg moves. That's, uh, yeah, that is how that works. Yeah. It definitely does, it's quite creepy. That's mm. gross. That's because it's the, and then goes <laughs> into like what it is. <laughs> it's the da da nerve. Yeah. But if you pull it like this, the whole thing will contract. And like just do Nice. Uh, so you are cool and scary. <laughs> so uh, I guess I could, um, I could talk to this guy like in his head or whatever, but I don't, I don't think he's gonna be super motivated to tell us shit. Probably not. I don't know, I have a knife. I have a question about the cultists. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I haven't had a ton of like super direct experience with them, but mm -hmm. like, they're cultists. Would they fear death? Mm -hmm. This guy is so far gone from the Fade, like, would it? Would he give a fuck if we killed him? Um, go ahead and make a religion check. Plus zero to this, yeah. so just a straight roll, baby. Not the kind of cleric. 18! Oh, oh hey! Um, from based on what you know about the cult of the Firebringer and kind of just the logic around fanaticism, because that's definitely what this is, um, they believe that their work and ultimately their demise will help the world burn. So he doesn't have much stake in staying alive past what he considers is useful. Um, the cult as a whole, uh, not necessarily long lived, and especially since they told you that he's pretty screwed up looking, you can assume that he's probably pretty far gone to the fade and maybe won't live much longer anyways. People who are crazy into this kind of thing don't he thinks that he's doing a good thing by burning the world and dying himself. Like, I, we can threaten him all we want, but he's gonna further his goals or I mean, die trying. We and can, die trying. We can threaten to take it out of him. The fade? Yeah, or like his, make up some shit about his connection to it or whatever and, you know, freak him out. I mean, I'm not really interested in Listen, we're gonna go in that cave, we're gonna find out what's in there. I'm more curious as to why they're doing what they're doing and if there's a greater purpose to it. Because if stuff like this keeps happening, you know, it's putting everyone at stake. That's yeah. a good point. He might wanna do like a, you know, like an evil person monologue. That's what, yeah. Oh, oh from the movies. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you know what, y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. the movies. Um, like I, if we wake him up and I go, oh, what your, what's your plans? He might be like, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna work or anything, but he's not gonna like volunteer information in the other way. I just, I mean, volunteer? I don't know, but I'm just thinking that what we need from him is less about what's in the cave and more about if there's a greater purpose again. Just I think like... it's more about what's in the cave considering we're gonna go into the cave. Yeah. Let's if just see lucky. if he's cogent first. I'm just gonna gently smack his face until he's awake. 
Um, he is still at zero hit points. Oh god, am I gonna have to burn Can I give him? One yes. Spell slot. Uh, Wait, I'll like look at this guy and I'll just be like, okay, and I'll like stick my hand over him and there's like the crackle of lightning and a little bit flicks him on the forehead and he gets one hit point. <laughs> little zap just. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. Uh, he shakes and kind of writhes awake, fighting against the uh, held magical bonds and the very real rope. I will uh, establish a mind link with him so he can talk back to me. Morning announcement chimes in his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, can you hear me like this? Why? Because you can't talk, so this is the only way to communicate with you. I have a question for you. Hey, why? Let me go to her. We can kill you after this if you prefer. What do you want? I mean, what's in the, the cave? That's why we're here. Do you want to tell me about what you're doing here? Are you gonna... She touched the world, and we are going to send her back to the sky. Okay. Yeah, this guy's fucking crazy. He's not gonna give me anything except, <laughs> oh, we touched the... We touched the what? Uh, the phoenix touched the world, and they're gonna send her back into the sky. And huh. like ask him well, if... He's ask not gonna get to be there. I'm gonna lay down a sheet of ice in front of him and see if he reacts to it. I'll uh, ask in his head, is there anything else you want to tell me about the glory of your whatever? She will rise. All right, and I'll sever the mind link. He's just gonna um, sit here and wriggle. I can kick him in the head if you want. Can I kick him in the head? If you want. Yes. I mean, wait, we haven't, hold on. Can, can Glenn kick him in the head? I think we should give it a second before we kick anyone in the head. All right. I don't we think we're... Allow Glenn to kick him in the head. Um, I mean, Kaden I can said it was okay. Wait, but... As well. Hold on. I thought we were going to ask him what's in the... We should just ask for the sake of asking. As you're having this conversation, his hands behind his back begin to move, and you see the embers begin to form. Oh, I'm going to uh, yeah, hand this, axe him in the face. Yep. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, <laughs> the second oh, he's moving... At advantage? Yeah. Because yeah. he's tied up. <laughs> Why are you still using that one? It's all of them. It's not one of them. No, all of her dice have betrayed her. Yeah. 15. Buddy. Uh, what? You go to strike him and it hits. And you see that the blade has hit something, but it's firmer than flesh. The roundhouse kick him in the face. Great, roll an attack. Advantage? Yeah. Nice. He's bound. Bad. It's all right. I get two attacks. Uh, 12 misses. Yeah. No. Yep. One more time. This is upsetting. <laughs> That's Four much ten. better. Uh, 21. Yeah, that hits. You, uh, goodness. very firmly, once the axe hits, you have one blow that just kind of whips his head back. And then the second one, you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and you roundhouse kick him so hard, you all hear... <laughs> I think I broke his jaw. I did that to a guy on the street once. I think you. I think you broke his neck. Yeah, I think you broke more than his jaw. Okay. Probably broke a few things. 
So I can I keep yank my Revel. out? While all of this was happening. Oh God. Revel, my dear. So I walk up to the butterflies and stop. And I just look at them for a moment. And I'm gonna stick my hand in. What does it feel like? First of all, there's enough of them that they're actually making a noise just from being there. Like a very, very soft flock of birds all in one tight space. You reach your arm in. It's just like being brushed by a thousand little feathers. Probably the first time I've displayed any sense of forethought in the past month. Uh, I take the respirator and I put it on. Cool. And I step in. You step in and it is obscuring. Like you step in and you immediately cannot see the place that you came from except for just little glimpses of light. There's so much color and movement around you. But no harm comes to you. You are just covered in butterflies. Under the mask, I just start to smile and um, I'm going to start looking around for the epicenter of the explosion. Oh yeah, you're, you're find... not far from it at all. Okay. Um, you kind of triangulated where you are, so let's say you can just find it. Okay. Is there anything left of the device? Not right there. In fact, there's not even the like grass that was kind of in that area is also just fully gone. There is a good three foot area that is fully clear of at least the top layer of soil. I want to lick the soil. You pull up your mask and lick the soil. What's it taste like? A little metallic for dirt. Yeah, that tracks. Revel. Do you want this guy's tea? The butterflies talking to me. <laughs> they sound like Glenn. Can I tell that it's Glenn or do I think it's the butterflies? Uh, roll a perception check. They Ten. Negative one. <laughs> Total? Yes. Oh, man, I rolled an eleven. It was gonna be really funny. Uh, you are like, wait, butterflies? Are you speaking all in one voice? And then you just for a moment get a glimpse of Glenn who is standing there looking towards the the ball of butterflies. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, don't what? Do you want this guy's teeth? Is that a thing we do? I don't know, man. Yes. All right, come get him. Just the ones on the ground, though, right? Not the ones in his mouth. I don't know. That's up to Revel. I'm uh, not going to reach into the mouth, though. That's weird. I'm going to try and find my way out of the butterflies. It's not hard to do. I okay. just look at Cadence as I, like, yank my, my hand axe out of this guy's chest, and I just look at her and go, is it the video games? Like, not having the video games? What is what is it about? I don't get why you take somebody's tea. I, uh... I do miss video games. video games. Okay, okay. Um, what? Video games? What? Is that... Is that why they... It's an outlet. You know, video games are an outlet, so without them, is it... Is it this? I'm gonna get this thing called a Sega running. 
It's going to be awesome. It's going to change our lives. I'm, I'm, What's a Sega? Yes, I'm older than them. I think well, it's I, like a it's like, like a two-wheeled bike, but it's like horizontal. It is a video game But like system. it's got a handle a, and stuff, and you just kind of ride around on it. Aren't most bikes two-wheeled with a handle? I'm going to away from this conversation. I'm so sorry. That's a segue. There is a Sonic game with it. You're gonna love Sonic? it. Sonic? Yes! <laughs> exactly! I love Sonic! That's amazing. I had that the, just I had makes so PC. much sense. I had the PC version. Oh, that's yeah. for Sonic? My mom did yeah. not like video games. She always had, we, I was always in uh, sports instead, but there was a kid down my street who had video games, so sometimes I'd play at his place. Are the really teeth still in the guy's head? Most of them. Okay, I'm gonna gather the teeth that aren't, and then I'm gonna try and find a screwdriver in my pocket to pry out the rest of them. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll a survival check after you see if you have a screwdriver. I'm gonna start taking a short rest. Great. Uh, <laughs> nope, that's a knife. <laughs> that rolled off the table. Jesus Christ. Yep. I find the screwdriver. Great. All right. The survival check. Uh, survival check. I'm actually good at that a little bit. 14. Yeah, you, you pop a lot of his teeth are really screwed up. So you pop a lot of them out, but they're. He's fully rotting from damage from the fade. Is there a contamination? I feel a little bit uncomfortable about it, but. Is there a contamination? I was. That we should be concerned I was just about to ask if, do I think this is going to be a contamination risk for the fade? Possibly. The moment that Revel gets in there, you see that. The, yeah, the horror that was going on with his face is actually well into his mouth. And actually, as Revel gets in there, you see why he wasn't talking. His tongue is fully gone. And you would imagine it's from damage from the fade. Uh, hey, Revel. Uh, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't want you to get sick. Uh, I should, just, should I not do it? Uh, well, I can do it and I can hold on to them if you want. Oh, and then we could clean them, maybe. The if, ones that are still intact, we could clean them. Sure. So if they, they no, burn. if they have touched the fade, if they are part of the fade, they are not being transported by us. If they, if they have any corruption at all, we're not going to transport them. But I mean, so I, the I really want to get some of them. Um, I just don't want to bring anything okay, into Okay, all right, limbo. all right, all right. Well, we'll hold on. We fish around. And then this way smaller than you expect walkie-talkie comes out. Eagle two. <laughs> oh my god. Stop Eagle one. Hey, uh, I got a question for the boss. What you want? Well, uh, this guy, this cult guy with, cult guy with fade problems, uh, got his face kicked in, so he's got these teeth, and, you know, we're gonna take some, but some of hey, them... Hey, 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 why? Um... <laughs> I guess because we don't have video games. Um, what? Where did I get that Sega working? I know, man. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna be. Hey, man. Hey, You're gonna hey. find Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, the teeth. Yeah. Oh, Hold right. On. The teeth. Uh, give me a second. They're corrupted. That's why. That's why. We're not sure. Didn't we just do Mortal pause. Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Hey, what? Doc says no. <laughs> that sounds right. That's kind of. She got kind of mad, actually. Ooh, sorry. Not at me. Oh, okay, cool. 
Yep. Come back. I needed my spotter. Okay. Bye. 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 Okay. <laughs> While that's going on, I'm gonna go to the mouth of the cave. Um, slightly disturbed by the whole teeth scenario, she kind of like, "Oh, duck says no." She 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 walks away. Um, and I'm not gonna go like inside of it. I'm just gonna go like with near the mouth of it, okay. kind of. Um, and I'm gonna look straight into it if I can or what I can see of it, I guess. And I'm gonna cast locate object. I'm gonna okay. start with a. Uh nature check and I'm going to ask you what you are looking for. For the, like, one of the feathers. Basically. A shard. Or a any, any shard, anything. Or just, yeah, like a shard. Glenn just goes into a plank. 20. Dirty 20. <gasps> Holy oh, shit. <laughs> Vibrating. <laughs> Planking is her short rest. She's trying to get a short rest. Um, okay, so first of all, your um, nature check. You stand in the mouth of this cave and while, you're a city girl, you have been in a lot of caves. It's kind of not a thing that they have just randomly in Manhattan. Yeah. Unless you count subways. Um, speaking of subways, actually, um, you stand there and you have this moment where you're like, this has some of the energy for some reason of going down into the subway. Oh. Like, it's cut at an angle that isn't some naturally formed river came here. Yeah. This is a striking point. And this is not some random cave. Mm -hmm. What you're actually standing in is the impact point of something very large. Mm -hmm. And as you have that realization, the spell finishes and like a beacon straight ahead of you. Could not be any cleaner of a straight line. Just at the edge of what you can sense. Yeah. You get the biggest feeling that you need to go forward. Okay. Make a charisma check for me. Just a raw charisma check. Okay. Are you charismatic? Yeah. Are you charming? It's my highest stat. Are you Princess Charming? Ha! Yeah. Doesn't matter though now. I got a seven. Oh, wow, honey. I know. I'm good about it. Cool. It's nice angle. That's all you get. Um, oh. But ahead of you is your quarry. Okay. I'm going to wave over Cadence. Mm. Let me see. Like, gesture, you're like, come here. I walk over. And I look into the cave and I'm like, okay, nature is my whole like shit, obviously. I like grew up in New York, very different. But I'm like 99% sure for a fact this is like not a natural made cave. I think that a piece or something fell here and it could be a piece of the Phoenix. I'm not sure if that's crazy or if that's like possible, but there is something in that cave and it's not just feathers, it's bigger and it's in there. I'm gonna look at the width of the cave, and from having seen the wing fall on us, <laughs> um, do I feel like this is a single feather that embedded into the earth, or do I feel like it's Bigger. a tail feather? Is it something? Um, I will allow this to be survival or nature, whichever one is higher. If we're talking about this well, out loud. Well, since I only roll 11s, it wouldn't really matter. Can I, can I help by by talking about, like, where we were in the trajectory and stuff like that? Like, having a little conversation about it? Cadence, do you allow Danny to help you? Yeah. All right, so you guys start talking about the most traumatic event of your lives. Sure, because it's a conversation. It's mm -hmm. not an active help. To so. triangulate. We were, the, we were at the river, and we saw it go this way. So that means that if it broke off from where we are... 
um, Cadence, you can roll with advantage on this. That's good, because the first one is a natural one. <laughs> I roll only ones that uh, present themselves in tens, elevens, or natural ones. Do you ones. wish you no. taking guidance? Um, you know what, y'all? I might have guidance. I just haven't used it, I think. That's so much better. That's, so much That's better. the other roll that I can only roll, which is a 17 plus 7. Great. Oh, 24 is great. So much better than one. I can only roll 11, one, As I'm having this conversation with Danny, and you're both kind of talking about specifically when the phoenix impacted the atmosphere, the initial shock of entering Earth's atmosphere severed the wing, and it went crashing into the forests in Ontario and Canada before the main bulk of the phoenix landed in the heart of Manhattan. But some of it also was sent flying when, not long after the impact, the actual heart of the phoenix exploded and filled the atmosphere with ash. And in that explosion, some shards went flying. And this impact site is just on the outside of what you think might be possible. It was a very large explosion. But it would be for a very large piece. So... Yes, I think you're right. Um, perhaps it's a very large piece of the the heart. I'm just thinking if it is of the heart. Or, the heart. or I don't think the, we've ever had access the to the heart. But the, this makes sense because a truck, because they're using it the, to transport the, it. Yeah. That's what it's for. Yeah. Oh, was it a the truck? Might bed? be in there. Hey, you did see the truck, so I'm going to say uh, you know that it is a pretty big dually pickup truck with a covered bed. Oh, well, okay. Could it, could it fit in here? Does anyone see tire tracks? Who wants Does to look at tire tracks? I mean, tracks? I Roll a survival yeah. check. I know you're afraid of your dice, but you I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> Question. I'm not. I'm not afraid of no dice. I am yes. superstitious. Has everyone is looking around it's for nice. tire tracks? Can I pretend to do that and see if there's any loose teeth on the ground? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love you, Cody. Am I doing perception? Am I doing nature? Survival. You're trucking a thing. 20. Dirty. Nice. nice. Sorry. 19. Not 20. Can't count. Ah, uh, no, is 20. Can count. <laughs> wow. That was <laughs> a roller coaster for me. But just a little one? But at the top. Um, <laughs> you're standing there, and it's actually really not hard to spot because um, it's six tires mm. on a very large truck mm. and they're not hiding it you actually see where they took the truck past one of the cages and drove it down into this tunnel yeah look right there and i point to the tracks leading into the tunnel and looking at it you see that the tunnel is wide enough that the truck can fit down it with some room on either side and it drove down the middle i wonder if they were mining the peaks because it was large. Yeah, like, or the, I mean, like, depending on the size of it, they might be just trying to put it on the truck as much of it. I think like, it's too big. They're probably putting it in pieces. Well, that's the thing, though. When meteors come in from the atmosphere, they start really big, but they end up pretty small. Well, so. yeah, I mean, that's why we have meteor rocks that are... Right, so maybe something similar happens, so the impact point looks this big, but maybe the actual piece is... Well, it would have left residue as a... <laughs> we just started, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> <Rebel, laughs> yeah, They're just doing it. Rebel, roll for teeth. Oh man. Uh, do I add anything I'm just or watching. just? Uh, you're rolling investigation. All right. Like, I'm just going back and forth between two of them as they're talking. Like, okay. Tragic. Yeah. The most she's fucking taught. That's yeah. probably just as well. Five. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
you see something you think might be teeth, and it's just a white rock. It's like a piece of kind of a muted quartz mm-hmm. that got blown off during all the fighting. How long? How are we doing on what would be a long rest? Because Danny's been short rest. Short rest. Short rest. Oh, t- yeah, short rest. Sorry, uh, Danny has been taking pieces of his armor and putting them in different places and clicking them in in different ways. And uh, what looked kind of sleek before now looks a little more uh, football uniform, bulky kind of looking thing. But it's not done yet. You're getting there. You're getting there. You're almost done. Hey, Cadence. Mm. This is your rodeo. Is it okay if I throw you for inside? I wouldn't go without the group. I think we should all go together. Unless you want to scout ahead. If that's okay with you. I'll come. Okay, perfect. Do you guys scout ahead? Mm-hmm. You take the lead. Yeah. All right. I want to practice tossing and catching the screwdriver with my tongue. Easily done. You're going to stab yourself in the face. What? (laughs) Just think about what would happen if you missed. Um, I'd flop it. Oh. All right. Cadence and Naomi. What do you want from me? Uh, you are moving forward into the tunnel, correct? Are you doing it with stealth? Are Put you your masks on. Walking? Oh, the smoke's coming out. I put my respirator on. Me too. Um, I'm going to stealth forward, yes. Great. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth. Naomi, are you also being stealthy? Yeah, I have disadvantage, though. 17. Okay. Oh, that was, okay. Then that'd be 17. Both of you? All right. Hey. You two stealth forward. And you're immediately grateful that you pulled your masks down because the moment that you start to get deeper into the cave, you can see that the only thing that is making the entrance to the cave safe to stand in is the wind from the outside. Mm-hmm. I need you both to roll constitution saving throws against the fade. With advantage. Which, because advantage. Of because because we're Which I think I have this. Oh, shit. I believe so. Which means it just is It's a straight roll. (sighs) Naomi, Mm. how'd you do? I rolled an eight. Um, unfortunately that's a failure. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Uh, You take two points of fire damage as the respirator doing its very best keeps the traditional smoke mm-hmm. out of the out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But there's a burning sensation to it. And it feels really bad. And you start to cough. Mm-hmm. And it burns as it goes down. Okay. 23. You're fine. I'm assuming because my younger brother has been inflicted with this. You know. I know the minute this happens to me. You can feel something is wrong. Okay. I mean, if you start coughing, I would stop and start pointing back out the cave to you. <sighs> Fuck. Okay, and she just like, she wants to keep going, but she has her little brother. So she's gonna go back out and tell everyone what's going on deep in the cave. No, nope, I don't wanna leave you alone. Do it. No, do it. no, I can't leave you <laughs> alone. You're no. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Wait, no. Do it. Do it. My character would want to leave you alone either. But you have a younger brother. And you were sent. Yep. Uh, Your younger no. brother is more important than Kings. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Cadence thinks that. I know. That's why I don't want to leave you. Oh. Cool. Anyway, it was nice knowing Cadence. It's fine. No. Yeah. Just do it. Do it. 
was All right. bad. Uh, so Naomi comes running out. Uh, you're Still outside. coughing, your eyes are watering. Hey. Hi, hello. Um, it's really bad in there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Is it's, she? It's is, really bad. Is in she there. coughing? Do I hear she her? She's coughing. Cough. Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, I'm gonna look at her, and uh, Claire's eyes uh, do the weird fading thing again. I'm gonna activate Eyes of the Grave. There is. You've you've clutched on this a few times, where people come into Limerick, and Doc's like. This person sucks. Check him out. And with your unique connection to those who have gone beyond, you are able to see when someone is hiding a sliver of undeath, which unfortunately the fate is. And this small ember lights up in Naomi's throat. Okay. Claire's gonna nod but not say anything yeah I, i'm assuming i know that she knows so i boy. yeah i, I, I mean, think like, i would lock eye contact yeah i would lock eyes with you and you see my eyes change color and look at your throat yeah and, and blink and look away claire you do know that within the first six hours you can actually push off the fade oh can i like with a lesser restoration could yes. i you would know Okay. Don't, fuck you. Of course it's a spell Within slot. the first six hours and then after that it starts to become permanent and it's something that, that cannot that be That is why Danny looks like a very anxious dog at the window, like, shuffling. In that case, Claire's eyes shift color and uh, then she's just gonna wordlessly stride up to you and just sort of very, very gently place her hand on the side of your face and a sensation flows into you where you would maybe expect a healing spell to be warm in some way, but this is this is cold and it feels good. It feels like drinking a cold glass of water on a hot day. And I will cast Lesser Restoration. Thank you, you're the best. Claire, you see just for an instant out of the corner of your vision, a hand reach out and pluck the seed out. That's so cool. Glenn is still planking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna, having you healed me, I think, I'm gonna look at you and be like, okay, Cadence is still in there. It's really, really bad. I'm. Cadence already has the thing. But we just can't let. We're going back to Cadence okay, okay, before okay. you can get a chance yeah, to yeah, go yeah, in yeah. there. Go for it. We're talking about her and fade into the cave. No, fade? Is still in there. It's really bad. No. Cadence. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the cave. It's smoking. Do you continue? Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Of course. I need you to make another con save against the fade. This is a problem. But you are beginning to see at the end of this cave a source of light. Uh, so another check for constitution. Do I have to use a charge of the you don't have to respirator if I'm wearing it? The respirator is an optional thing that you can use because you have it. Okay. I don't think I'm gonna use it this time. That was the wrong choice that I made. That's gonna be a seven. Cadence, you take five points of fire damage as another surge of fire enters your lungs. You have acquired another point of contamination. So I'll be at six. Sick. But as you push forward ahead of you, you see where the smoke begins to thin 
around a truck. And a very large metal gate that is slowly melting from the opposite side. And you can see that beyond it was another gate that is also slowly melting inward. And just past it, you see a wash of flame for just an instant. So does it look like they were feeding the husks to whatever this is? Mm -hmm. Roll... Roll an inside check. Literally roll the same fucking thing. Just an inside check? Mm -hmm. Seven. I don't know. But what you do know is that you traveled about 900 feet mm -hmm. to get here. It was a walk. Back up on the top side. I'll uh, try to reach out mentally and see that she's way out of range. Mm -hmm. I could go in and check on her. Okay, we can't just all filter into the cave. We're all we're gonna have to go in there to get the thing we were sent to get. So if everybody is ready to go in, we have to just move in. Mm -hmm. But the smoke won't bother me. I tap the diving helmet. That's airtight. Far as I can tell. I can I can quick fix the fade or maybe five more times. So. Oh, you're done with your short rest. Oh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> Glenn just like drops out of the plank. He's like. <sighs> I would not have had a short rest. No. Cool. An hour Are your of planking. Are sore? No. Is any of you sore? No. You gotta show me how to do That's that. Insane. Oh, I mean, my mom put me in uh, karate and gymnastics and soccer, and then I got a track and field scholarship, and then and it was, yeah. It, she thought that it would help me with my ADHD, but it really just gave me stamina. It's real fun to race with Glenn if you don't care about winning. <laughs> Sometimes Cadence will let me race her arrows. Hey, now. <laughs> That I wasn't really supposed fun. to tell you that. Ooh, Mom says no. <laughs> Naomi's right. laughing hysterically. <laughs> what do you guys get up to? So, you guys begin to descend. Uh, yeah, I think respirator's on. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Everyone, Everyone roll your first con save. Helmet goes on. You don't have to roll a con save. My other con save. You have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, you have to do it the first time again. Yeah. 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 Fourteen. Okay, yeah. gonna go around. Glenn. Uh -huh. Nineteen. Danny. Fourteen. Claire. Fourteen. Naomi. Twelve. You all save. Oh, I lick the inside of my helmet. Yeah. Your tongue does very interesting things against. Oh the wait, no, eleven. Bubble. You're still fine. Cool. I have expended one charge right. of my face. As you descend, you're like, wow, this is a lot deeper than I anticipated. Except for Naomi. Naomi knows that uh, there's at least something a thousand feet away. Can you see? In the, it's obscured. It's, it's literally obscured and like no one's seeing well. Yeah. I'm gonna hold your hand. Glenn's hand. <laughs> yeah. All right. You that being dragged. Yeah. Glenn is much faster than you, right. and just going, and you can hear her muttering about like, man, this would be like a really great workout to run up. Can you like think about that? And just like Glenn, 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 Glenn. <laughs> it's like to herself quietly. I don't know. Do I get adventure walking fast? I'm from New York. Nope. <laughs> I'm from New York. Cadence. Yeah. Roll a perception check. Okay. Let me know when they come into my area. They have to roll one more check before they will get there. Yeah. 
You will know. I think I made the mistake of making a mind link with Glenn once. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> or it's just, hmm. <laughs> you see perception? Yeah. 26. Ooh. Nice. That fire wasn't natural. It was sentient. Oh, beans. Oh, no. Ooh. You're pretty certain that that's a living, some sort of living entity of flame. I bet you dope. I'm going to anticipate that the others are coming, and I'm going to quietly go back towards the entrance, and I'm going to go just, like, to the point where the smoke is billowing around me. You know that So it's... I can still breathe and yeah. be fine, but that's billowing around me, and so I'm just waiting at the entrance with the smoke billowing around me for you guys. The smoke hey, is... you look so cool! <laughs> wrapping around you, and the moment that anyone clears the smoke, you don't see it yet, you would see orange light emanating from the end of this tunnel as two sets of reinforced chain link gates are just slowly melting inward and you can see the heat rising off of them. Cadence, as you were looking, you saw the end of a very similar spell to the one that was on the cages up top fading from these. No. And the truck is not exactly directly up against where these are melting. It's just far enough back and it is turned around and facing the exit mm -hmm. that you entered from. And the whole area is glowing ahead of you. Everyone else, please roll me a second constitution saving throw. Oh my god, Becky. Ooh, am I? Becky with the hair? I can't. Becky with the butt. I can't help you. Uh-oh, is this bad? Okay. That is. Um, Glenn, 12. Danny's so nervous they haven't rolled yet. I can't handle any of this. Holy shit. We're, this is bad. We're rolling bad. How'd you do? I think I got a 15 this time. You're fine. You're fine. Claire. So I rolled at advantage. I got a one and a two. <gasps> so that's a three total. I'm so sorry. Um, Naomi, how'd you do? I got a nine and I'm not using my advantage. All right. Uh, Claire and Naomi. You both feel the fire penetrate your respirators. You both take five points of fire damage and you know what just happened. And you both begin to cough. But as you cough, your eyes watering, you both find your way to the end of the smoke with the rest of your party. And there is Cadence with this giant melting monstrosity of a gate ahead of you all and this truck you see cadence is like enveloped in the smoke but around her is little spots of faint light as her fireflies are all around her and she has one of the full face respirators mm. and you can just see there's like a faint eye rim of glow Ooh. emanating from the respirator mask <laughs> as she's standing there with uh, just a finger in front of her face with the shh. Thanks for listening to part one of Ashes and Dust, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition homebrew game created by Kai Kagawa. This episode was edited by Margaret Borchert with additional edits by Maeve Kiley.
Original score by Cody Wallace. Additional music provided by Artlist.io. Battle maps by Two Minute Tabletop.